How do you do fulfilling the promises you make? You've been talking about promises this week, but I ask, how do you do with follow-through? This is Saturday, December 17th, and we're ending this week, third week in Advent, on the geography of grace. And this week, we've been looking at Bethlehem that reminds us of the promises of God. Now, one of the challenges we have with our promises is that we do not hold the future. We cannot control our world. I have the privilege of talking with couples about this truth. Yes, when couples marry, they stand before each other making promises. Well, they cannot keep on their own. They need the presence of power of God to follow through on what they say in their vows. They do not know what will even happen the next day. Here's our text for today. Psalm 115, verse 1 to 8. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nation say, Where is your God? Our God is in the, in the heavens, and he does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk. They do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. Now this is a song dedicated to showing forth God's glory. In the land of Canaan, where Israel lived and settled, they were surrounded by pagan gods and goddesses. People bowed down to them and served them. But as this song says, they're completely powerless. They have feet, but they cannot walk, and mouths, but they cannot speak. You see, the difference between the Lord and all the surrounding gods was that the Lord, well, he can do whatever he pleases. He can and does accomplish his will every day. He is all-powerful and capable to fulfill his promises. I remember years ago learning about the Jefferson Bible. He's our early president, Thomas Jefferson. He organized a Bible that he shared with others. He titled it, The Life and Morals of Jesus of Nazareth. This book is made up of gathered passages from the New Testament. Jefferson loved the teaching of Jesus, but he refused to accept the miracles. In 1804, Jefferson worked, went to work with a razor cutting his favorite passages out of the Gospels. He excluded the miracles. He cut out the virgin birth. Snip, snip. The feeding of the 5,000. Snip, snip, snip. The healing miracles. Well, they don't fit either, right? And, and there's no room for any of that. And here is how the book that he puts together ends. There they laid Jesus and rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. Yes, Jefferson left Jesus dead in the tomb. He was not raised up. You see, Jefferson liked the moral teaching of Jesus, but he did not leave Jesus with any power to carry out what was important, to fulfill his promises. 
This sounds exactly like the idol spoken of in Psalm 115. They have hands, but they can't do a thing with them. They have mouths, but they never speak. But here's the good news. Jesus, the one that taught us to love one another, fed the 5,000 when they were hungry and healed the sick to show them God's love and compassion. His words teach us, but his actions show us that his message is real and true. And his resurrection reveals him to be the Son of God on mission from the Father. The problem is that for many people, they see God as nothing more than the idol spoken about. They refuse to see that the Lord does what he pleases, that he is sovereign over all of life. You see, Jesus came into our world in fulfillment of the promises of God. Yes, this was a miracle. And Jefferson missed the point. You see, if God is not all-powerful and able to do miracles in our world, we would have no hope that God would win out in the end. If God is all-powerful but not loving, yes, God would be in control, but what kind of control would it be without love? And this is why we praise God for his goodness, his faithfulness, and his love. And the truth is, those other gods of the pagans were nothing at all. They were wood and stone, gold and silver. Today, that book by Jefferson is still printed, and it's in a release by a humanist organization. It's a wonderful book. The only problem is, it's incomplete. Jesus, Jefferson, I'm sorry, took the life out of Jesus, and the teeth out of the promises of God. And those promises are the way to life for us. They're the only source of real hope for our world. Jesus being born in Bethlehem reveals both God's love and power and his, his ability to fulfill all that he's promised. Let's pray. God of power and might, we rejoice that your promises are yes in Jesus. Help us to live in your joy and to celebrate Jesus in this season of Advent. To the glory of your name we pray. Amen.